I'm Angela Kelly Robeck, host of the Empowered Principal Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. District leaders nationwide have confirmed that online learning is here to stay. As one in five districts are planning to adopt or have already adopted a fully online school. With the evolving landscape in the competitive field of education, you might be wondering what you can do to stand out. Well, I encourage you to look into National Virtual Teacher Association, or NVTA, to pursue a college-accredited program recognized by states across the country to certify educators in online education. Their certification empowers educators to provide the world-class virtual instruction that every student deserves. The average teacher needs one semester to complete the program, and it culminates in a digital portfolio that you may use in job interviews or even with your current administration to, you know, (laughs) negotiate a raise or promotion. Some of the topics to be covered in the certification include establishing relationships in the virtual environment, virtual instruction best practices, differentiation in the virtual classroom, and managing virtual resources. The NVTA certification process was created to establish a valid and reliable research-based teacher qualification training process for virtual teachers to enhance their teaching and develop their ongoing reflective skills to improve teaching capacity. NVTA certification is a challenging and meaningful process to support your personal and professional goals. NVTA is an affiliate partner for Teaching Learning Leading K-12. Click the link in the show notes or go to my webpage, stephenmoletto.com, find the NVTA logo and go to their website that way. And if you do that, if you buy something, Teaching Learning Leading K-12 gets a commission and I greatly thank you for that. So go check them out. I think you'll be glad you did. Hey, welcome back. Steve here. And today I'm talking with Emily Golden, a master certified coach who specializes in executive leadership and career coaching. And we're going to take a look at her most awesome book, The New Golden Rule, The Professional Perfectionist's Guide to Greater Emotional Intelligence, a More Fulfilling Career, and a Better Life. Oh, so much cool stuff to learn today. Thanks for listening. And by the way, Don't forget, it would be too cool if you went, opened that app that you're listening to me on and went in there and rated and reviewed the podcast. So what do you think? Could you please, 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 please? (laughs) Thank you so much. Enjoy. You are listening to Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, a podcast for educators, helping you help kids achieve their dreams. And now here's Steve with this week's show. Emily Golden is a master certified coach who specializes in executive leadership and career coaching. She has 17 years of corporate human resources experience, practical experience from more than 2,500 hours of coaching, and a deep understanding of the human mind, spirit, and potential. Her clients range from seasoned executives to emerging leaders to career changers who utilize her support to close the gap between where they are and where they want to be. Emily's ontological approach allows individuals to clarify their goals, shift beliefs and habits, take risks, execute brilliance, and make quantum leaps rather than incremental improvements. Her patience and brilliance allow others to discover aha moments that enable what once seemed impossible. 
As a result, her clients emerge as leaders who bring value, impact, and connection to their professional and personal lives. Today, we're going to talk about her book, The New Golden Rule, The Professional Perfectionist Guide to Greater Emotional Intelligence, A More Fulfilling Career and a Better Life. Emily, thanks for joining me today and say hi to everyone. Hi, Stephen. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I'm glad to have you here, Emily, and it's it's awesome to talk with you. And so, Emily, let's start here. In your bio, it says that you have coached others for more than 2,500 hours. What would you say is something that you've learned about people from so many hours of coaching? So this is such a great question. And I'm now well over 3,000 hours, actually. Nice. Um, I love coaching so much. Um, one, And I've worked with people who have run the gamut in terms of level and experience, the type of work that they're doing. The thing that I have noticed that is um, that is interesting and noteworthy is that no matter who the person is, no matter what they are up to and what they are doing in their life, there are two parts of self. Um, there is, uh, some might refer to it as love and fear. I say there's this golden self, highest and best self. And then there's this survival self, this survival instinct or mechanism. Um, and so I would say that's the most prominent thing that I could say I have learned in my work. And that is that there are these two sides of self and the simple education around these two sides of self and where one is taking action from can make a huge difference in life. That's, that's excellent. I, I can imagine that uh, just the number of interactions themselves that, uh, you know, there's similarities, there's differences, and, uh, um, and there's probably plenty of different stories that could go along with some of them. So sure. <laughs> very cool. So, so let's shift to your book. Uh, your new book is The New Golden Rule, The Professional Perfectionist Guide to Greater Emotional Intelligence, A More Fulfilling Career, and a Better Life. Uh, what inspired you to write it? So I was never going to write a book. I um, struggled with learning disabilities when I was a kid. And I had a particular issue with reading comprehension. So it was anyone's bet that I was not the person to write a book. Um, it was about five years ago that my mother said to me, you're going to write a book. And as we all know, mothers are often right. And... Um, what inspired me to write this book was a combination of my own journey in life, which has been anything but a smooth one, the journeys that I've been on with my clients, and the passion that I have for emotional intelligence. So when I really started to look at my life and the work that I was doing and my unique approach to coaching and working with individuals, I kept saying to my, I kept thinking to myself, I have to get this out into the world. I want to share this with people. I want to share this with more and more people. And of course, there's a million different ways we can do this now, but it just kept coming back to me that it was, it was a book. Um, and so that's really what inspired me to write this book. Excellent. I love that. That's, uh, and, uh, just as a note, yes, it seems like once the seed is planted and uh, the mother won't forget that comment that they made to you either. So, you know, <laughs> I've dedicated the book to her, which I know, which is awesome. I love that. That's uh, good stuff. So so before we go any further, I think we need to make sure that we don't just assume that everyone understands what traditionally the golden rule is all about. So can we go there first? Sure. 
the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So the loose translation is to treat others the way that you want to be treated. And while this sounds like a good mantra to live by, um, and I'm not going to say there's anything wrong with it on the surface, what I found in my work is that there's actually something, there's something beneath that that is often missing. Um, now, I talk a lot in my book about being a professional perfectionist, a recovering perfectionist and people pleaser. Most of the people that I work with, many of the people that I interact with are high performing humans who are treating others very kindly and are not treating themselves with that same level of kindness. So the new golden rule is to treat yourself the way you want others to treat you. It's really simple. I like that. You know, it's because you probably, and with over 3000 hours of coaching, you've probably run into that a lot. I, I mean, like I, I, the first thing that comes to mind maybe is like uh, not giving time to themselves or uh, dedicating. Does that, is that, would that be part of it there? Exactly. So it's, how are you talking to yourself? I'm going to bet that you would never talk to a friend, a loved one, the way you talk to yourself. So it's, how are you talking to yourself? It's being more kind to yourself. It's having more compassion for yourself, more room for yourself, less judgment of yourself. Um, it's, and that in one of the things we see is creating more time and more space for yourself, um, taking care of your body, but not to the point that you've got to do it perfectly. You see, I was following a lot of the well-being manual, the manuals out there and eating healthy, but I would always take it to the extreme. Like I can't just eat healthy. I have to eat the healthiest and I can't put any junk in my body. And it became a beating stick. That's actually the, that's the opposite intention. Like that's not what it's supposed to be about. So the new golden rule is all about learning what you need, your unique well-being basics and implementing them. When you're able to do that, it's like rocket fuel for the rest of your life. And people say to me sometimes, isn't this a selfish way of living? It's selfish to be so worried about treating yourself well. Shouldn't you be worried about other people first? And I say, it's worrying so much about treating others well first that has you right become righteous and um, and resentful. Um, if you're taking care of yourself, you are actually showing up more powerfully and with more kindness and generosity to other people because it is your relationship with yourself, Stephen, that informs the relationship you have with any, everyone and everything else in your life. That's awesome. Cause that's, uh, you know, it's one of the things that, uh, I mean, just, just the first thing I think about is that, uh, you know, there's never some people, you know, you can never, you know, the, the talk they give themselves is that they never did it well enough. They're not doing, giving, giving enough time. If I just gave it a little bit more effort, then it's going to, it's going to be more perfect. It's going to be, uh, you know, I, I, it, it just didn't do enough. You know, this kind of beat themselves up over not having, you know, already it's doing what, you know, whatever the, the, it is, it's doing fine. It's just that they're, they've got this vision that it could be so much better if they just gave it more stuff. And so they beat themselves up over, 
you know, and a lot of times that comes through and someone says, man, you did a good job with that. I go, well, yeah, do you think, I don't think I really got there or, and you know, you, you hear that self, kind of like self-deprecation a lot. And uh, I was wondering if, you know, that just seems to be uh, part of that, that it's hard for, I, I don't know if it's just difficult for people to, to say good things about themselves. Well, life is so much more joyful when you can focus on what's right and what's good versus what's wrong, what's missing, what's bad. You know, this morning I was working with a client who's applying for jobs and she made a small typo in a thank you note she sent. And every breakthrough that she had created for herself over the past week and stepping outside her comfort zone, reaching out to new people, applying for jobs that she once thought there's no way I could ever get that job. And she landed the interview, went like was nowhere in sight in the conversation because she was so focused on that one mistake she made. And so our job together in our conversation today was to shift the mindset to what is, what is good and what is right. And how can you talk to yourself the way you would talk to a friend about this? You're a human being. You made a mistake. Yes, it is during the interview process. I understand you feel like you're under a microscope. And if they decide not to move forward with you because of that mistake, it wasn't the place for you. Um, and it sounds so easy in theory, but the, this magnified, right? It can cause a life of suffering and struggling. And it's just not fun. It's not, it's not one's best look, that's for sure. Especially when you're showing up for interviews after you made a mistake and you feel embarrassed, right? You're definitely not putting your best foot forward. So um, that's one of the things I work with clients around. That's awesome. Cause that's, yeah, yeah. I know that feeling by the way, it's like, yeah, okay. That was a good thing to say. Really? Why'd you say that? That was the choice that you wanted to make. Really? That's what, you know, and you start, you know, lots of second guessing and things like this. I mean, it's, oh yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a big part of uh, our world sometimes that it, you just, you do need somebody to say, you know, you, you just need to, <laughs> you can move on from that. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> but surfing feels like it sometimes, you know, that, so, so let's use this to kind of, so talk a little bit about, you started to go there. I mean, the golden rule, you know, how can the new golden rule help in life from relationships to the ability to ask for a raise at work or build a successful business? So when, so I'll talk about it in terms of, in terms of work. When, um, and when someone is feeling frustrated at work and they're feeling like they are over being overlooked, they're overworking um, and they are people pleasing and they feel like they're not getting the recognition that they're due. There's this becoming righteous and becoming they can become righteous. They can become frustrated. They can become burnt out. Applying the new golden rule and becoming kinder with oneself, putting some boundaries in place because there are needs that are not being met, right? You're looking for, um, oftentimes the overworking, the people pleasing is because you're looking for validation outside of you. So the new golden rule is all about learning, like what are my internal markers of success? How do I measure my own success? Um, has you actually able to show up at work in a way that, um, is more whole and complete. Like you might be putting boundaries in place. Um, people at work might say they notice that you're happier. They might say that they notice that you're seemingly less stressed. Um, and in my book, I talk about 
a lot of different exercises that one can take on to create that kind of shift. Um, asking for a, asking for an increase, um, a raise, asking for a promotion. When you are believing the lies that your brain is telling you, you're going to find a million reasons not to ask for that raise. They never would do that. There's, you know, here's this mistake I made or, right? So when you're talking more kindly to yourself, when you're able to care for yourself at the highest level, you, 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 you have more courage, right? Um, and I say, you know, one of the things that's really important that I talk about in the book is this whole concept of confidence. People come to me frequently and they say, Emily, I want to work with you because I want to, I want to become more confident. And when I'm more confident, then I'll ask for the raise. Then I'll go, you know, seek more money in a job or, or whatever. And they have it backwards. Confidence comes from taking action, failing and getting back up, but you must be applying the new golden rule to do that. Otherwise you are not your strongest self, right? You're not, um, you're not actually liking yourself. So it's about taking risks, but it's about being kind to yourself in the process of taking the risk. I feel discomfort. I am scared. It is okay. I can do this. Right. And, um, and, and, you know, part of that also is, is learning how to ask for support and help when you need it. So there are so many different ways that the, that the new golden rule can, can be applied in life. You know, anytime that I'm struggling, having a rough day or working through a challenge myself, whether it's in my business or raising my two children or with my husband, um, I will pause and ask myself how I can apply the new golden rule. And it often is, it becomes quite clear to me that I'm, I'm, I'm not being so nice to myself. Sometimes I, I just really need a nap. Really, it's that simple. I understand that one, yes. Right? Yes. I just need to give that to myself. So. Uh, that's awesome, because I I do understand that. I, As a principal, as a former principal, one of the things I used to do is, uh, you know, from time to time, you find yourself snipping at people. Um, and that's usually because you either need a nap or you've been, you've been dealing with too many things where it's just coming at you constantly, where it's like, one more thing, and that's, oh, there's the one more thing. And, you know, and before you know it, you've lost control of your, you know, the brain's lost control of the mouth. And so we had a guy in a golf cart who would wander around campus and I'd call him from time to time. He said, I can help you out with this. And so I would tell people, if you see me in that golf cart, just, just give me 15 minutes because I put myself in timeout. <laughs> All right. I love that. <laughs> and, and, you know, and sometimes we need that timeout, like you said, and it might be a nap or something else or riding around a golf cart for a little bit, but. <laughs> Absolutely. So when, I am working with someone or anyone in my life is grumpy or not not their best. I'll ask what's going on with well-being. How's your well-being? Are you fed? Are you watered? Are you sleeping? Are you exercising getting your movement, right? Right. Sometimes how's your spiritual practice going if I know the person has a cultivated spiritual practice and these are the foundations to living a wholehearted and healthy life. And there is no shame in one of these areas being out, as I call it. It's about taking responsibility when your well-being is out. I say, 
I'm having a well-being breakdown right now. I need to handle my scandal with my well-being. I'll be back once I've got that taken care of. Like you'll get the best of me once I've taken care of that. I talk about this very openly in the book. I have a pretty complex medical condition and um, it, it has, a, I have a spinal deformity um, and I have a connective tissue disorder. And the connective tissue disorder leaves me exhausted sometimes with migraines and the spinal deformity has, has me in like muscle pain and aches. And there are times that I cannot show up and coach. And my clients know that I will let them know if they're not, if I'm not in a place that they're going to be able to get the best of me every once in a while, I have to raise the flag and say, I can't, I, not today. And I feel like that is something I, I'm really proud that I have gotten to the point that I can do that because I believe that I'm a model for them as leaders. None of us is perfect. Embracing our own humanity. That's awesome because it's, it really sometimes, you know, it's whether it's the pressure that you put on yourself, the imaginary pressure you put on yourself that someone from above is you know, constantly watching or might ridicule or the reality <laughs> that's, you know, something that you're just ready for the comment that someone says uh, you're proud of whatever you did and you're expecting something to come back like, well, yeah, but don't you think you could have done it this way? <laughs> you know, and you're oh, and as a principal, I am sure you could write books about that. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes. So, but I, I think I, I, this is awesome. So let's, one of the things that I want to, I want to do is, so you really get into the idea of the, there's like a three-step process for total life improvement and begins with identifying and separating survival instincts and, and habits from the listener's true golden self. Mm -hmm. First, could you say, what is the true golden self? And then could you explain what I just talked about? The golden self is the highest and best you. It's the essence of who you are. It's what shows up when you do. It's what's missing in the room when you leave. My golden self is passion and vision, wit and love and warmth. That's who I am, highest and best, always have been, always will be. And then there's this survival self. The survival self is an, an equally important part. Um, we don't make our survival self go away. Survival self is created from fear um, at, and, and in, our ch in our childhood. So between the ages of some say two, some say four to 10, 12. Um, and the survival self um, is there to protect you, protect you from pain, protect you from um, hurt feelings, um, defend you, right? Um, it is not all bad, but my perfectionism is one of my survival selves. Um, and actually highest and best me, I'm all committed to excellence. I want excellence. I want, I want to be the best, do the best. Um, but not from like, I have to win at it, but from, I like things to be excellent. When I am in this survival mode though, I can get myopic and I can get overly perfectionisty. Um, it's again, it's not all bad. Um, some other examples of a survival self would be um, when people get 
really defensive and distrusting. Um, and that's based, you know, on something that happened in the past. I'm a coach. I'm not a therapist. I'm not really concerned about looking in the past, but I want to know how that distrust, which is born of fear, is getting in the way now. And if you are making a decision from love and from highest and best you from your golden self, what would that decision be? And what would that action be rather than the decision to distrust, to assume, you know, negative intent. So the, the book takes you through how to distinguish these two pieces. I do workshops on just these two pieces alone. I go into organizations, nonprofits, for-profits, and everyone's got them. <laughs> and we help distinguish in groups what these two pieces are. And it's so awesome because we walk, I walk away and now the group is able to relate to one another in a whole new language. And they can say, oh, you know, what does, what does your golden self say about this? Or how would you relate to this from your golden self? Or, you know what, Emily, I think that that's a survival instinct showing up. Is it like in our session, you said that you get perfectionisty. Are you getting perfectionisty? Is this, is this revision in service of us? Um, and so that's the two-step process. Gotcha. Appreciate it. That's, uh, you know, and it, this is a note. I, I think that, you know, right now listeners have got to be going, I, I'm identifying with lots of this. So, uh, so good stuff. You know, it, so I got to ask, cause most people are going to, there's at some point someone's thinking, yeah, but do you have a, do you have just some quick steps? <laughs> and so I'm going to ask that question. Do you just have some quick steps you can share with the listeners to start them down the path to connecting with their golden self? Yeah. Um, go out and talk to three people who know you and ask them, what shows up when they do. Uh, so what shows up when I do, what qualities do I bring to a room, number one, and have three people answer that question, look at the answers, whatever the most common, prominent themes are, pick you know two or three words. Those three words, post them in a place that you look often. When you are feeling stressed, when you are triggered, when you are in a moment and you want to snap at someone, pause, take a deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth and ask, what does love do? Or what does whatever the one of those words is. It's just a word to get grounded in. And the, the reason I say this, and this might seem super simple, is because the answer is actually already inside of you as to how to take action from this highest you. It's just you haven't known how to ask for it. So you want to go out and you want to ask three people, what shows up when I do? What qualities do I bring to a room? Look at the answers, pick the top two or three, write them down, keep them in places that you look often. And then when you are triggered, ask yourself, what does passion do in this situation? What does what does wisdom do in this situation? Again, whatever the word is. And you have the answers inside of you. That's awesome. I love it. I, I wish I'd had this advice a long time ago when I was working on my, I have a temper that can flare like that. All right. Now you want to know training that helps you get over that. Well, that's becoming a high school principal because you better not be on that planet. But it, you know, I, I, I was working on my car engine one day, busted my knuckles and the wrench went flying into the woods and then I had to go find the wood. I had to go find the wrench and just wanted you to know that I had a quite a colorful 
commentary to go with my walk out into the woods, you know, and sure. I, I think, you know, having something posted somewhere going, really, is this really <laughs> what you want everybody around you to hear and think of Steve as? Mm-hmm. Like Look, that. and sometimes, Stephen, we have to release the emotion. <laughs> it's not advised to release the emotion on your coworkers, your students or administration. Wise, wise, yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that would be bad. That would be yeah. definition of bad. I, I like, I like that. Thank you. All right. So, so can you take a minute to just kind of go back to those three steps? Yes. So the step one is this archeological dig where we're defining the hot, the golden self from the survival self. Step two is all about living the new golden rule. So how do you apply the new golden rule to your life? And that really encompasses creating a vision and it's creating a vision from your highest self, from your golden self. Often we create visions from what's probable or we create a vision that is so out of reach um, or becomes something that's actually a beating stick for us. Um, And so I take you through a very specific process in creating that vision. And then step three is just following that roadmap um, of the new golden rule. And this is where I give you some more coaching tools, talk about how well-being, which I've talked about already, is so critical and um, how self-confidence comes from taking action, being willing to fail and get back up. Um, and, and that's really the, the process, you know, we, we talk throughout the book about, or I talk throughout the book about limiting beliefs and the things that hold us back. Um, but this book is chock full of exercises that are simple and actionable. Excellent. Excellent. So one of the things I'd like to ask you is real quick, just goes like this, you know, since last August, public schools have started reopening and sometimes taking two steps back, but still trying, you know, a few steps forward, a few steps backwards. And this has created significant challenges, stresses, and struggles for teachers and building administrators and school district admin. What thoughts from your book would you suggest would help them deal with the difficulties they're facing? Such a great question. So my book includes a lot of discussion around emotional intelligence, which I define as a set of emotional and social skills that establish how well we perceive and express ourselves, develop and maintain social relationships, cope with challenges, and use emotional information in an effective and meaningful way. The book is ripe with how to deal with, like talks about different ways of, again, how to show up at your highest and best, no matter what the circumstances are. And of course, we've got lots of circumstances right now. One of the areas specifically that um, I talk in depth about is stress tolerance um, around emotional intelligence. And stress tolerance is how well one copes with stressful or difficult situations Um, And the belief that one holds that they can manage or influence a situation in a positive manner. This is so critical. It's actually one tip that that I can leave your audience with is holding a belief that this is temporary and that we will emerge from this better 
than we were yesterday, than we were two years ago, and that there are going to that there's going to be growth will have you weather this storm in a much stronger um, and more assured way. It is okay to be flustered in the face of this. We all are. Um, recognize it, acknowledge it, and also have compassion for yourself and for those who are going through it. But please hold on to the faith and the belief that this will pass and we will be better for it in the long run. That is the thing that differentiates those that are thriving right now versus those that are surviving. And there are people that are thriving right now. I love that advice. It's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. And, they, and you're right. There are. <laughs> there's some that just chugging right along and there's others looking at them going, how in the world? <laughs> and, uh, uh, and some of them beating themselves up. So it's like uh, good stuff. I, I, Emily, before we close, if someone wanted to connect with you or learn more, where would you send them? And also, do you want to tell them about the gift they get for joining your mailing list? Yes. Um, so the new golden rule.info is the website where you can learn more about the book and um, you can learn more. You can actually connect right there too if you're interested in talking about coaching or speaking or workshops. Um, and um, I have on, on that site, there is um, a handout called the the golden keys. Um, and these are exercises that I pulled right from the book. So just by signing up um, for the mailing list there, you'll have access to some goodness in the book. I also will say that um, right now on Amazon, um, and hopefully when this airs, there will still be this sale, although it, the sale tends to come and go. Um, the hardcover is on sale for $10 and I think it's 86 cents, um, which is 55% off. So um, the book can be bought in a, in a bunch of different places. Excellent. And I will put links to the, lots of those different places in my show notes, as well as to the website and so forth, um, so that uh, the listeners can uh, find you easily. So uh, good stuff. And uh, um, I received my keys also. So I, I signed up on your mailing list. So we're good. Awesome. Right? <laughs> Thanks for that, Stephen. <laughs> the, uh, so Emily, I got to ask, I got, I got to uh, see if I can sneak in another question here. And, sure. it, and what I'd like to do is this is just something I like to ask my guests. And uh, do you have a teacher in your past who made a difference in your life? If so, who was it? And what would you say if you had a chance to say thank you? Her name is Dr. Francine Matthews and Dr. Francie Matthews. Um, and I have had a chance to say thank you. Um, she was a, she's a teacher, a special ed teacher, and she had a private practice. And I was fortunate enough to work with her through all of fifth grade, no, through much of fifth grade, all of sixth grade and half of seventh grade. Um, she changed my life. She taught me how to learn. She transformed the way I related to school. I cannot thank her enough. She is still in practice today. She's in practice in Westfield, New Jersey. And I recently reached out to her because I found her online and I told her that I published a book and that if it weren't for her, not only would I not be running a successful executive and career coaching practice, but I probably wouldn't have the life that I have today with two amazing children, an amazing husband, and have gone to a great school. She helped me get back on track. I didn't believe in myself. And she not only believed in me, but she taught me how to believe in myself and how to learn. 
Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing. That is so cool. I appreciate it. Well, Emily, thank you so much for talking with me today. The New Golden Rule, The Professional Perfectionist Guide to Greater Emotional Intelligence, A More Fulfilling Career, and a Better Life is an awesome tool for helping readers find the right path to what they've been searching for. I'm wishing you the very best in all you do. Thank you so much. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is excited to be a member of Voice Ed Radio. Voice Ed Radio, your voice is right here. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. The opinions expressed on Teaching Learning Leading K-12 are those of the guests and hosts. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is intended to share ideas, advice, and suggestions for classroom teachers and school administrators. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is produced for educational purposes. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll share it with your friends.